For any questions about today's episode or previous episodes, please feel free to reach us at podcast at mc-mc.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the McNaughton McKay podcast. Today is episode four. I am Austin Davidson, and I am joined by Lacey Diedrich, our IC specialist and my counterpart. Hi, everyone. And Lacey, today we're going to be discussing the Swift E. So could you give us a brief overview of what this product is? Sure. The Swift E is a brand new sensor from um, Rockwell Automation. It is a time of flight sensor. So that means that the sensor can use the known value of the speed of light to calculate the distance between the sensor and the object or objects in its field of view. So it essentially, it shoots the beam of light and depending on how long it takes that to get back, that's how you can kind of get an idea of the distance, right? Exactly. Okay. So what makes this different from other time of flight sensors? So a standard photo eye can also be a time of flight sensor, but that's going to just use one beam. The Swifty uses 300,000 beams. Wow, that's a lot. Yes, it is. So the Swifty is able to cast a grid of infrared light over an area of interest. That light is reflected back from the target object or objects. And each beam corresponds to a pixel in the device and independently collects reflected light for that beam and that specific pixel in the image. All of this raw data creates what is referred to as a point cloud. Okay, so the the sensor sends out all these beams, all the information that it's getting back, uh, they collectively put that into some kind of form of data that they call a point cloud. Um, so what, what do we do with the point cloud after we've created it? So you create virtual sensing zones using a browser-based configuration software that comes internal inside of the sensor. That pixel information is validated within the virtual sensing zone. And depending on the task, you can calculate the average height or the distance of that zone. You can have up to 64 sensing zones with 255 possible configurations or templates. Okay, so you go in, you can define all of these in your browser. So I'm assuming these sensing zones, you would set these up to whatever is is pertinent that you're, you're actually looking at with the sensor, say product, you have all this information now and all these zones, all these configurations. What do you do with this information now? Can you, can you integrate it back into your compact logics, control logics? Absolutely. Uh, you can do that over Ethernet IP. The data is created directly and associates with tags that are available in Studio 5000. So basically we have this sensor that casts an array of light and using time of flight technology and knowing the speed of light, we can get all these different beams back and you, you make a point cloud and it, it looks very cool. If, uh, if you haven't seen it, it looks like a, a heat map or like a topography map uh, that you would have for a mountain. So now you can go in there and you can set up these sensing zones to what areas are pertinent. So what, what kind of applications do you think would be relevant for this? Yeah, so we're gonna look at applications where perhaps we're identifying a missing product or a misplaced product within a, a box or a carton. Layering validation, for example, with pallets, looking to make sure that everything is layered as it should be. You can use it in some bin fullness estimation applications or some filling validation applications. 
And then also it's available when you need like a rough measurement. There's one centimeter of accuracy, so it can't be anything too precise or too fine, but rough measurement calculations are a great application for the Swifty. Okay. And I know the one that, that we've seen a lot and that we've, we've done is the filling validation. I know the example I always see is the packages of, of meat, because if you're looking even as a person from the top of this box, it's kind of hard to discern how deep it is, especially when everything looks the same and creates a pattern. It's, it's de- definitely difficult to see if the box is full, even by the human eye. So I know we, we did in the lab setting, I think we had ramen boxes when we did ours, wasn't it? It was. So are there, are there any kind of targets that we should try to use this on or like what would be the ideal kind of targets? Sure. So the Swifty does really, really well with things like cardboard boxes. Uh, Think about like all of your consumer packaged goods from shampoos to sodas to whatnot. We can work with some metals. We don't want anything that's super, super reflective that will impact the ability for the beams of light and the reflection and everything. It could interfere with the inner workings of the sensor. And then some transparent packaging. You were just mentioning the, the meat packing example, but think of your standard styrofoam carton with meat in it and then the clear transparent wrap over it. That's a good application for the Swifty as well. Yeah, so it seems like this would be kind of an obvious thing, but it is an essentially a photoelectric light array. So anything that you're going to have to be wary of or you should be aware of with a typical photoelectric sensor is something you should be aware of here is what I'm assuming. So is there anything else kind of high level that, that we should know about the Swifty? Sure. Well, just the basics. Its sensing range is about two to 20 feet or half of a meter to six meters. It's got an integrated LED illumination system. So a lot of people are used to having to provide additional external illumination with vision systems. But with the Swifty sensor, that's all built internally. You should not need to provide that additional external illumination. And then finally, it's factory calibrated and ready to use out of the box. You don't have to do any calibration on site itself when you receive it. Awesome. Okay, well, that sounds great. Thank you for your time. And have a great Memorial Day weekend. Same to you, Austin.